We've always had room in our hearts for film and TV Not just on Netflix, but tape and disc and theaters Also God forbid that they take it all away And leave us nothing to broadcast to loyal listeners We'll binge watch every single movie So you don't have to, what else are we here for? Coming to you every week, listen to us while you're busy Luckily we forgot to grow up Hey everybody, it's Craig. Hey, it's Scott. Ha! Andrew? No, 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 Andrew, th- no, no Andrew this week. He must be far from home no. as well. On this week's episode of the Forgot to Grow Up podcast, we are going to feature our best segue introduction that we've ever done, arguably. Um, Definitely, I would say we're so. Gonna talk about, uh, we're going to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. just came out, I heard. Uh, haven't seen it, unsurprising to some people. And then we're going to talk about what we watched this week, maybe a couple other things. We'll see how it goes. Um, we are clearly Andrewless, um, and we're going to make the most of that, which means that this will be a objectively more positive episode than we have had in the recent past. So if this is your first week, don't get used to it. Um, it's it's yeah. gonna, Debbie Downer's just taking a, a week off for family stuff. Scott, uh, he, he has been very negative. I bet he'll hate. He Spider-Man. probably <laughs> doesn't like anything about this movie and wishes they would all die, which is not really that far off considering that he um, didn't is, is tired of superhero movies. So I yes, wouldn't be surprised yeah. if his if his opinion on this was why did they make it? This is the stupidest thing that Marvel's ever done. Um, yeah, and. But at the same time, I could also see him maybe just loving it too. But I I don't know lately. He's been so all over the place. Like ever since Infinity War, I just I just have not Infinity War. Ever since Endgame, I just haven't known. I just I can't peg it down anymore because he hasn't liked almost anything since then, really. <laughs> yeah, no, he's. Uh, but anyways, we're not we're not talking about Andrew on this episode. <laughs> it's the Andrew episode of the Forgot to we're Grow Up about podcast. Spider Man. Exactly. All right, Scott. <laughs> that would be funny. Maybe he'd actually listen. So, Scott, you saw Spider-Man Far From Home recently. Yes, um, I saw it last night as of us oh, recording geez. this. Yep, I, I got lucky. I got a 5 o'clock viewing. So I, I went into work early and left work early so that so I could see that it. So that was a Tuesday, wasn't it? Yes. So, so is that an advanced screening? Are you lucky or are they putting it out earlier and earlier and I'm out of touch? Well, this or one's... are we actually a week behind and it came out last weekend and I'm really out of touch? No, no, no. It's, it's a weird one because they put it out uh, on the Tuesday for like on purpose. It is a weird release date but it was because the fourth of july weekend is coming up in the uh, states so they needed a couple of days of leeway onto that um so that people get a little bit of buzz around it and then they've got the full four days in the states of the of the um holiday weekend of fourth of july to take advantage of that with people being off and be able to go see it so that's why it came out on a tuesday and that's why in your defense work we're recording on the wednesday so that's why you hadn't had a chance to see it yet it's only been out a day so <laughs> it wow. that's you know, in your defense, like I don't normally that, go first day. I just, I wanted to just to, cause I wasn't planning to go next weekend <laughs> uh, or yeah. the weekend this episode comes out. Uh, but yeah, I saw it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I really, I'm trying to avoid spoilers to start um, so that we can uh, to just get my general thoughts. And uh, so, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was as good as uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I thought it was a good uh, 
a good follow-up to Endgame. It was a little bit lighter. It wasn't quite... It was a little bit of interesting stakes. It's hard to... Again, I'm trying to like dance around certain plot elements. Uh, but yeah, we got Tom Holland back. I really enjoy him as Spider-Man. He's my favorite Spider-Man so far. Uh, Nick Fury comes into this one, so we get a little more Samuel L. Jackson in the theaters. Um, and he was really fun because he was just so tired of having to put up with a teenager this whole time and, yep. and you could just tell he's like bitch you've been to space and it's like oh that's my, that was probably my favorite line one of my favorite lines from the whole movie and it's just yeah it was really so, enjoyable so this takes place after Endgame, obviously. Yeah, so spoiler for Endgame, uh tony stark's dead uh so this is like a few months about it seems they keep it pretty vague but it seems like a few months after they do a quick little like uh fun little recap to in the school to kind of address the fact that there's this five-year gap that they introduced in Endgame and the fact that some students are now five years different ages and stuff like that so they addressed that in the movie which was fun, in a fun way that like sp- kind of fits with Spider-Man again I'm trying to avoid spoiling it too much but it's at the beginning of the movie too um, but yeah it's it's all about, you know, Spider-Man. He just wants to go on his vacation. He just wants to take this school trip to Europe with his friends and stuff. But Nick Fury spends the whole time being like, no, you got you to gotta be the new Iron Man. And Nick Fury keeps bouncing back and forth, actually, between being encouraging and being like, you don't have what it takes. And so that's, yep. uh, it's interesting kind of like mentoring. But then you got kind Mysterio. Him in. Exactly. But then you have Mysterio also there who's acting as like a, semi-mentor not like completely but you can see him kind of filling in that role a little bit um yeah i can't say too much about him without getting into spoilers i'm trying to avoid spoils altogether i just enjoyed it i thought the plot for me at least was a little bit predictable but still enjoyable with the few surprises they introduced uh particularly in with the couple post-credit scenes that they threw in this one it kind of even changes how you see certain parts of the movie uh so if you're you know, for those who haven't seen it by the time this episode comes out, be sure to stick around for the both post credits because they're both worth it. Uh, That's kind of a rare thing to say about a Marvel movie now, though. Yes, no, normally they just stick around for the post credit scenes because they've been good and then they were not. Yeah, there was a period where they were just nothing stuff, and it's like, oh, okay, it was a little bit of waste. But these ones were like pretty, like particularly the first of the two post credits is just amazing. And once I get to spoilers, I'm going to talk a lot about that one. Uh, but I'm trying to think of what else. I'm going to just bring up my notes from the other day, actually. Uh, I wasn't actually prepared to talk about this. Uh, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I thought the action was really great. With, like They they really used Spider-Man's abilities to like like his fullest extent in a way. Like In the past, we've had him like using a lot of the tech that um, he's kind of been given by Tony Stark. And in this one, we see him just kind of the experience he's gotten through the previous few movies kind of showing off in this one so i really enjoyed that aspect um what else do i have written down um oh i thought the cast was really good i didn't hate the kids that's always the thing i say about like teenage and like kid actors if i didn't hate any of them they were all good so i thought they were all like none of them felt like out of place it did have like a kind of a like I know that's this is kind of what they're going for, but it does have that kind of breakfast club, high school kind of movie feel, if that makes sense. Uh, like okay. kind of a throwback to like a John Hughes kind of style because it's like, a, but like the European vacation, but it's like a school trip and you see yeah. like, you, you spend a, not like a, too much time with his friends and stuff, but you still spend enough that because, you know, that's what he wants to be doing this whole movie is Peter wants to spend time with his friends. He wants to, you know, hang out with MJ, the girl he likes. 
and so but then he's being pulled yep. away by these responsibilities so you see that like that pull throughout it's that i thought was really well done um yeah i'm gonna get into spoilers now for the most part just because that's the more interesting Go stuff to be honest like i made a rev i made two review videos for this the general review is three minutes the spoiler review is 10 minutes so that just tells you a little bit Jeez. about how a lot of this ties into being spoilers so there's a lot of detail well, it's, it all kind of focuses around the fact that Myster the, the character of Mysterio. So I'm guessing you, Craig, personally don't know much about Mysterio. From the I know I recognize the name and I've seen a couple memes with him in it, but I had no idea that it was tied to this, first of all. Second of all, I have no idea. Okay, so I was going to say, you probably didn't watch the uh, Spider-Man animated series growing up? or uh... Uh, Once or twice. Okay, so that's the probably why you recognize him at least is that you probably saw him pop up in that at the very least. That's my yeah. only exposure to him, so it's like, 20 year old information in the back of my head of one or two episodes from a tv show one of the like bunch of cartoon shows i watched growing up so you, i have like i had a very brief amount of information but i also got a little bit of background information about him via just watching certain youtube videos and stuff leading up to this so mysterio's characters in the comics is all based around illusions and stuff and he is a bad guy in the comics so yep watching the trailers for this it, they make it seem like he's a good guy, right? And so we spend a good, probably the, fir the first two acts, I guess we'd say, or the first act and a half, uh, where we see him acting as a good guy, and you think he actually has these, potentially has these abilities, but then it turns out he is the Mysterio from the comic books. These are all illusions. It's all holograms and stuff like that. And I thought that, like, again, I kind of saw that coming because it was, like, from the the comics in a sense like he was evil and this is kind of what he this is kind of his mo like he he tricks he uses illusions and kind of trickery to you know kind of make it seem like he has abilities that he doesn't and so you know in this one it's actually all the villains you see the elementals those are all creations from him with these different hologram technology which was all developed by stark industries because he's a former stark employee which is yeah. the big thing I actually didn't see coming, but I thought was a really great addition to it, like making him, and that's like kind of his motivation for being evil is that um, that they all were former employees of Tony Stark, but felt that the technology they developed for him was was, wasn't was properly used. So the hologram yeah. technology we saw actually in um, Civil War, was it? Or one of the, or the Avengers, I can't remember which one it was now. Oh, no, it was. I'm not gonna be able to help. Yeah, you. I know you, I know. I was trying to work it out in my head. I think it might've been actually, the, yeah, it must've been Civil War, I guess. Yeah, it would've been Civil War because it would've been after, yeah, because it was the late, yeah. So in Civil War, we see the technology when we see younger Tony Stark talking to his parents at the beginning. And then he, you know, comes out and he's like, you know, um, however many million dollars, for my you know personal therapy thing and in this movie we see actually that as a flashback and the fact that mysterio's character was the one who developed that technology for tony stark and so that tony stark used it as a you know a therapy device kind of pissed him off when it could be used for so much more and so that's part of his motivation for going you know being this evil guy pretending to be good to you know try and convince the world that he's a hero uh, yep. But also he's evil because he's the one causing all these things that he's then saving the day from. Um, so, you know, if you I already I saw that kind of coming, but I thought they did a really great job of a teasing you in the right way where you like spend the first like the whole time I was questioning it until Spider-Man starts to like pick up the clues. The whole time you're questioning it yourself. You're like you, you never get like full evidence until spider-man starts to get some evidence so i really enjoyed that part to it and his character just you know 
I really like the fact that he's a former Stark employee. I thought that really added to it. He's working yep. with a bunch of other former Stark employees, like they're all helping him. And so that's just a bunch of drones with different, you know, hologram technology and the different technologies each of them helped develop. And we see a couple actual flashbacks from a couple of the movies of like Tony Stark's interactions kind of thing with these employees. So that was a fun little throwback. But it, as you can see, that's a it's a cool twist, but it's also like a twist you kind of see coming if you knew the character from the comics. And it's hard to talk about the movie because so much of it kind of hinges around that twist as well, because then it, it turns from a, oh, it's Spider-Man and Mysterio versus the Elementals to a Spider-Man versus Mysterio movie. And so, and Spider-Man. Which is what everybody signs up for. Exactly. And so in that way, it was, like I said, I really enjoyed it. I like I thought even though it was per, like something I expected, I thought they did it in a unique and well done way that I was like, oh, okay, cool, right on. So I didn't like, I saw it coming, but I also you know, was still pleasantly surprised and still enjoyed it. It was still really entertaining. Um, like I said, I really enjoyed all the action scenes. I thought it was really well, I thought the conclusion to it was really well done too. Like the final battle where it's pretty much Spider-Man versus a bunch of drones because Mysterio is just a regular guy. So like hand to hand, he can't fight Spider-Man like whatsoever yep. like there's there's just nothing to it so it's like okay so he has to use these like thousands and thousands of drones to pretty much try and keep spider-man off him and spider-man just goes through them all and it's freaking awesome and that's what i was saying before about him using his abilities to like the fullest extent you see him swinging around using so like he uses all of the web shooters he had going into the battle before the end of it like he runs out of web so it's like oh that's cool that's all so it's like i thought it was really well done i really enjoyed that um but yeah and then obviously spoiler again he wins in the end um but obviously yes but now we get to the two post credit scenes so the first yep. one the first one is this double twist in a sense there's two little like two great elements to it and so if you left the theater which i saw a sizable chunk i'd say at least 25 percent of the theater left before this first um first post credit popped up which they missed huge stuff so again spoilers people if you don't want to be spoiled i'm sorry i'm spoiling it for you craig but somebody skip, had to hear it skip forward like 10 minutes in the podcast if you don't want to be spoiled yeah exactly so the post first post credit scene we see spider-man like we we kind of we see spider-man just dropping off mj after they went swinging through the uh, new york and then all of a sudden on the big screen we see the daily bugle.net which i'm not sure if you recognize the daily bugle's name but it's the yes yes so it's the newspaper that he that uh, spider-man works for eventually in the other iterations he's the that's who he works for and we photographer exactly right or a photographer um but yes so we see that pop up on one of these big screens in new york and then we see a mr j jonah jameson and do you know who they got to play j jonah jameson oh man they got back jk simmons really because that would have been my first guess they brought but back jk simmons i didn't believe that they would neither did i because i i was like i'm pretty sure i've seen him in that role yes he was in the, the original the first spider-man trilogy with toby Maguire. he was j jonah jameson he's still like one of the like to this day was is like one of the like most like celebrated like comic book castings like for being so accurate yeah. to the comic well, that's and, what i mean it's it's pretty much exactly right exactly and so they brought him into the MCU, which I never thought would happen, but it also makes sense because the, the Spider-Man movies are technically still Sony movies. They're just part of the MCU. The Mar Marvel just helps them make it, but 
Sony still gets all the profits and still technically has the rights to the movie. So it's it's just really awesome that they could bring this character that they already kind of have in their, you know, from their other franchises and they popped him up on the big screen and I was just like, "Oh my god, I was ah, it was just the cherry on top of the the movie." But then he had some stuff to say, which Really? Yes, which was it turns out Mysterio before he's um defeated decides to uh do a little clever editing and clever um, recording of video and ends up framing Spider-Man for the attack that Mysterio had like put on the city to like try and stop Spider-Man. And that's how, that's how we end that post-credit scene. And, oh, and also gives away Spider-Man's identity as Peter Parker flashes the picture. And so that's, that's how we leave that post-credit. So like you can see how that just blows up the ending of the movie because you're like you like if you didn't watch that post credit you just think oh yeah spider-man he he won the day he got the girl yay and then you get to let you feel goofy the next day after too (laughs) exactly because then you hear about this post credit and you're like oh snap hey i miss j jonas jk simmons as j jonah jameson and then also releasing the name of spider-man and having him framed for mysterio's you know uh like actions and it's like Oh snap! They fit so much into a little thirty-second post-credit that, like, again, like pretty much—I don't want to say changes the entire movie, but then adds something a whole lot to the ending of the movie and then going forward. It's the craziest, yeah. like, cliffhanger addition to it. So it's like you can end the movie being happy and not ever like knowing about this in a sense, but then you see if you hear about the post-credit, you're like, oh, what? Now I need the next Spider-Man. Like, I need the next Spider-Man, like, ASAP now, because I'm yep. like, I need J. Jonah Jameson. I need, I need, I need to know what happens to Spidey. His identity's out. What's, what's going on? So I thought that was great. And so that was just the first of the two post-credits. The second one isn't quite as groundbreaking, but it was still a fun little thing, which, again, changes. This one changes the movie a little bit more, which is, so we, the second post-credit scene, again, spoilers if people didn't skip far enough ahead. Um, the second post-credit scene, we see Maria Hill and um, Nick Fury, so that's Sam Jackson's character and uh, Kobe Smulders' character. Um, yep. Right, and so they're in the car, and they were in the movie the whole time because they were interacting. They were the ones, you know, recruiting Spider-Man and getting, sending him on the missions and stuff. And so we see them in a SUV driving off and then all of a sudden they um start to shape shift and we see that there are two scrolls and scrolls are the people introduced in Captain Marvel by the way I'm not sure if you've seen that one yet Craig. Nope. yeah I didn't think so but so the characters that were introduced in Captain Marvel the scrolls who are shapeshifters two yep. of them had taken the two main ones that were in the Captain Marvel one had actually taken Maria Hill and Nick Fury's place and then we see Nick Fury is taking a little vacation wherever they like those wherever the the scrolls had settled. It was, he was on like a scroll spaceship and he was just yeah. having a vacation. So that we see that this whole movie, Nick Fury was never actually there. It was a scroll impersonating him in Maria Hill. So that's where we get away with the oh, why did Nick Fury trust Mysterio? Because that's actually a big element of this one is Mysterio comes in and he's pretending to be a hero, and at no point does Nick Fury kind of suspect him to be like evil, right? And then so you get this post-credit scene at the end, being like, oh, it wasn't Nick Fury at all. It was this scroll guy. That's why he didn't know it was, he's not you know Nick Fury, greatest spy, kind of thing, right? He's He's a scroll. He didn't. He's not Nick Fury. So that's why he fell for Mysterio's thing. So that was just a, again, kind of a fun little twist. That again, if you missed it, 
you, you, you just think that, you know, it was Sam, ja it was Nick Fury the whole time when in reality it was a scroll pretending to be Nick Fury. So yeah, both really well done post credits, both giving away a whole, like changing the movie, like, or your view on the movie a whole lot. It's about time. Yeah. I thought they did a really great job with them. I was happy to have waited. Like, that's what it, like, you're, you're really right about that. Like there's been so many post credits that I've stayed for and been like, Oh God, that was a waste. Why did I do that? Like, there was one what movie did I see not too long ago that I just didn't even bother to stay for it because I was like, nope, I'm, I don't trust these anymore. And so this one, you know, I was I trusted and I waited and they they paid us off. They got me back in. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm gonna be staying for every post credit from now on again until they you know step out of line again potentially. But yeah, they it was just the cherries and then the the extra chocolate syrup on top of the Sunday that the movie was. Cause it was a really great movie already, but then they added those two post credits that just changed it and just made it even more interesting of a movie because of it. So yeah. It's about time. Yeah. So I think you'll maybe enjoy this. I don't know what your stance on Spider-Man in general is. Ah, uh, I'm ambivalent. Okay. I thought so. I thought he felt <laughs> in general with most superheroes for you. So that's, that's where that is. Yeah. I don't have any kind of investment in it. Yeah. I didn't think so. I'll probably, I might see, see them eventually. Yeah. You're but I don't know. Well, the, um, homecoming, I believe is still on crave. If you did want to see that one. So it's the first of the Tom Hall, this Tom Holland, Sony series, if that makes sense. Cause Tom Holland has had other appearances, but those are in the technical, the, marvel disney made marvel ones if that yeah that's clear enough <laughs> the, yep, that makes sense yeah um but yeah it was really enjoyable i really liked it um yeah uh there you go. so yeah did we want to move on to what we watched this week or did we want to talk about the jumanji trailer we can touch on the jumanji trailer since we brought it up did you watch it i have not seen it okay i don't know if i want to spoil it for you or just get you to watch it and i'll just like kind of talk for like a minute or so because talk about it okay so are you gonna watch it while i'm talking i'm looking it up as we speak okay great so the first jumanji we all know or this reboot of the jumanjis with the with the rock and um kevin hart and jack black and kieran gillian we knew in the first one we got a bunch of teenagers being put into the game and then the rock having to act as a teenager and each of them in different things jack black as a teenage girl and stuff like that so this one going into it i was curious what they what they were going to change or if they were going to change anything were we going to get all these same characters acting as the same characters or not and then we get this trailer have you started watching it already craig i have started okay so then we get this trailer and we learn in this trailer what they're switching up the premise to be and i freaking just love this idea i love that they're still sticking with you know it's people getting sucked into the game and so the rock and kevin hart have to play different different personality types than you know we are used to them seeing uh, or we're used to seeing them play and so craig how far are you into it uh, I got to the part where they walk up to Danny DeVito's house and now they're in a basement looking at stuff. Okay, so we're about to get to the good part. So yeah, they're going into the game. Yeah, so he's watching them getting sucked into the game. And so this is where we learn what the premise of this one's going to be, which is... Craig, I want you to say it when Second. you see it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just... Da -da 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 -da. Craig's going to tell us what this thing is once it comes up, which I think it should be any second now. 
they're playing as the old people? Yes, so Danny DeVito is in The Rock's body, and we've got Danny Glover in Kevin Hart's body. And as soon as that happened in this trailer, I was 100% on board for this movie. Because, A, I love those two actors just as themselves. But then you have a whole movie where we have The Rock and Kevin Hart pretending to be those two characters or imitating those two actors slash characters in this movie. So grumpy old men in the body of middle-aged men in a video game is the premise. They're just trying to get as as multi-levels they can possibly get, eh? Yeah, and I freaking love it. I love it. I love the idea. I love the premise. I want to see this movie. It's coming out in uh, during Christmas, so the same time as Star Wars. I'll be seeing this either before or after Star Wars. It's hard to say whichever one comes up first because I'm excited for this. It looks interesting. It looks funny. It made looks it. like they actually managed to, because I was apprehensive. I'll, I Same here. I didn't, like, if it was just them pretending to be, like, the same characters again, I probably wouldn't have seen it in theaters, to be honest. But this, like, switching up of, like, oh, yeah, they're pretending to be old guys this time, pretending to be da- <laughs> two grumpy old men. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I want to see that. Two grumpy old men in a video game as well. So it's like... It's again, like you said, so multi-layered, but still kind of at the same time, like such a simple premise that it's like, yeah, just old men in a video game. What's going to happen? But it's also like old men in young avatars. Uh, uh. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited for this. It's uh, interesting for sure. I will probably watch that definitely then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're clearly not as excited about it as I, I am. You know what? I, I wasn't excited about the first one either, that's, and I really liked it. I didn't so see maybe... that one in theaters either. I didn't watch it till it was on Crave, and I I enjoy. I was surprised I enjoyed it as well. So I feel like I saw it in theaters. Did you? Remember. Okay. We'd have to roll back the tape. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did though. Okay. That's. Well, that makes yeah. sense too. It was actually a pretty big hit, and it fell into that. <laughs> It fell into that Christmas period where, like, if you had already seen Star Wars, that was the only other thing to see, that or The Greatest Showman. (laughs) Which I did not. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. So we figured it out. (laughs) I I definitely saw it. All right. What we watched this week, then, is that where we're at? Yes. Do you have anything else to add about Jumanji? No, I just want to see it. I just, I love Dan. I've got a special, like, love for Dan DeVito because I love Twins, the movie Twins growing up. I watched that in the hospital, like... I was like the only VHS I had while I was in the hospital for like a week. And so I like watched that like a thousand times and I just got a special love for those. And he was also my first penguin. He was my introduction to the penguin character uh. from Batman. Cause that was the first time I like learned of who the penguin was from those movies. So he was always my idea of what the penguin was supposed to be. And then we got these other ones where I and eventually learned sense. that he's not the like actual archetype for it. So he's, I, yeah, that's in, that's interesting. Yeah. My first Danny DeVito would have to be Hercules. Oh, that's a good one too. I always forget that, and I love that's one of my favorite Disney animated like is Hercules, and he's exactly. definitely a big part of that. So he's gigantic. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. That's a good call. See, we yeah. love Danny DeVito. <laughs> we do. We do. Did you watch any Danny DeVito this week? <laughs> I did not watch any Danny DeVito this week. Oh, I watched, um, or have watched some of more by osmosis at this point um orange is the new black for the first time ever okay i don't know how i feel about it that's fair that's why i've never watched it is like i don't I know what to expect from it like can't see i thought i knew what to expect i thought it was a television show about women's prison 
Well, that's, yeah. And, well, that's the general premise of it. Okay. It's supposed to be based on real-life stuff. Oh. Which I only believe so far, because it was, like, the book and the executive producer is one of the main characters. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's supposed to be, like, her 18 months or whatever it is that she spent in prison. Okay. That's an interesting Uh, enough premise i guess it could be an interesting premise (laughs) exactly but the problem that i have with it is that it deals with a lot of really serious stuff okay and then every once in a while it'll be like like it won't even have comedic breaks so much as it just comes out of left field and whacks you in the face with a rubber chicken oh okay yeah and it's like that doesn't (laughs) it's unsettling yeah (laughs) this is not this is like it's funny what just happened but in the context of what we're watching, yeah, it makes zero sense. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> it's like it, it's it. Yeah, it's like we're jumping tracks. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, so this episode's gonna be about rape, and the entire thing is about rape. But then let's just throw in this weird one little piece thing that doesn't actually further anything for the story, and then we'll jump right back onto the rape train. Yeah, that's. That's on. Uns- that sounds unset like unsettling in a way. Like you're trying to you're trying to watch this and it just. I don't know if it helps that I have seen like I've I've skipped a couple episodes at this point. Plus I jumped in at season two. Yeah. So yeah, okay, that's what I like the most about the show is that they do like and it's it's also what I don't like about the show, but they do <laughs> these things where they interject flashbacks. Oh, okay. But they have no way of separating it oh it's like jump it's like scene jumping all the time there's no like there's no like mechanism yeah there's yeah there's nothing to be like this is actually so you have to kind of do the math in your head oh that's and then you don't know where that fits in because the entire idea behind these flashbacks is to give the backstory for each of the uh yeah for each of the inmates which i like like that's that's the part of the show i'm interested in yeah less less what happens in the prison yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I the show only... had a rep. The show had a reputation for being full of a lot of softcore lesbian action, and there is not as much as people made it sound. <laughs> not that that's a criticism of the show, because I think I've made my point pretty clear on this show that I am not a fan of gratuitous sex in television. Yeah. Um, I'm actually on your side on that too. It's like sometimes I'm sitting here and it's, they throw like, Netflix does it too often to me, and I'm like, I don't need yeah. Jessica Jones to have sex every season. Like exactly, she's, oh, she, she could be just dealing with some, yeah, or just imply, it. yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't need the extended sex scene. Yeah, exactly. I, agree. I, I'm more than happy with the with an implication, the odd, whatever, if it's important, like yeah. Uh, in the case of this show or in the case of sons of anarchy where there's that's the only other episode the only other show i can think of that had a fairly graphic rape scene um if it's something like that then yeah if it adds to the story sure yes. that's important if it's just naked people it's like yeah yeah did we need uh, that <laughs> see yeah and this this i would say this almost has a lot of gratuitous nudity but it really doesn't okay it's more accidental that's fair. Incidental. Yeah. That's a better term. Like you go incidental. into the showers. Yeah, shower exactly. And, it's like, oh, and, they yeah. don't, and they're not like trying to hide it or be creative about it. They're just like, yeah, this is what happens. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's I fair. Yeah, people this. shower naked. That, that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> but my, so the part I like the most about the show 
is the fact that they give you the backstory on why everybody's there and all that stuff. I like that. I find that interesting. Yeah. I don't like how they go about yeah, they, like they, jumping to the They don't even have like a filter over it. Like most shows nope. will have like, oh, this is like a like, you know, like a black and Nothing. white kind of hue or you know what I mean? Like some kind of color hue to it. Is that the right word? Hue? Yeah. Okay. My biggest issues like for most of the characters you can tell cuz it's a completely different thing. They're Yeah. You only ever see them in the context of the of the prison. Okay. So for a lot of these characters, if you see them outside the prison, you're like either I missed a lot in the last episode or we're in a flashback yeah. and then they're doing stuff that's related to the how, like their personality because their personalities are all kind of centered around why they're there. That makes sense, yeah. Which makes sense because that's how you end up in prison. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of do the math and be like, huh, this is where we are in their life since I know why they're there. Or in a lot of cases, I know where they're there because I've asked Sam. <laughs> I have no idea. And I just, I'm not one who likes to wait that's fair um, yeah if if i know that somebody else has the information for me i'm not patient <laughs> so i ask a lot of questions like what the hell's happening here yeah is she gonna do this <laughs> and she already knows but anyway the my biggest issue is that there's two characters there's piper who's the main um like the the author of the book and kind of the main character even though she doesn't really like, it, it doesn't all center around her. Okay. She's actually kind of becoming more of a secondary character right now. <laughs> that which happens with TV shows. <laughs> exactly. But she's the one, like, it's all based around her, her time in prison. So it's interesting yeah. that it's, um, that, that she's kind of become a side halfway thing. Although she does end up in every single episode and a lot of the characters don't. Um, but the, the part like the flashbacks and stuff that irritate me are when it involves Piper and her on on again, off again, girlfriend, Alex, and who is an actress that's in a lot of stuff. Ruby Rose. But I could not tell you what her name is. Is it Ruby Rose? I don't know who it, that is. Does she have, okay, I'm going to take my hat off. She does her, she have hair similar to the, like this haircut I just recently got. <laughs> I can't see. Oh, right. Yeah. You don't have your video on. I, I put the video, I, I minimized you. Uh, yeah, it's fair. not, it, she, she is in the show, but that is not who I am referring to. Okay. She is Donna from that 70s show. Oh, okay. All right. That was going to be my next guest, to be honest. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Those that, are the only two people I know from the show though. So, <laughs> yep. So that is she. She's the 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 author. She's Alex. No. Oh no. Okay. She's the on and again, off again, right? Let me. See. Yeah. She's the. But the problem is that there's a lot of scenes of, um, there's a lot of scenes where it's the. Uh, I'm just looking up to see who plays. It's Taylor Schilling. Plays the author. Okay. She's blonde. I've never seen her before. I think, um, I think I know who she is now that you say that. Yeah. So, uh, but like there, there are some scenes where it's like, where does this fit? Because there are some scenes where Alex is in prison. There are some scenes where Alex is visiting in prison and it's oh. like, I have no idea where we are right now. That's very confusing. I'm starting to catch up more because now Alex is actually in prison. Okay. Gotcha. So it's making a lot more sense. But before there was a lot of stuff where it was like, I can't tell what, whether I'm watching a, a flashback or a flash current times. And I just don't know what your story is. So I think I'm starting to figure it out now. But that was my 
biggest issue is that the show just it just bounces all over the place okay it doesn't feel like the structure is a little weird yeah okay but uh mike rabiglia is in it now and he's a stand-up comedian i really like it's a little bit weird to see him acting that yeah that'd be a that'd be tough because i would just imagine him being himself basically it's basically him just being an awkward guy (laughs) yeah he's just he's just the awkward guy because spoilers uh they uh the federal government was going to close the prison that they were in okay so it became a private prison which is a thing they do in the states yeah and so the company that took over the prison um he works for them so he's like there he's he's like immediately above the uh the warden there yeah but there's a whole corporate yeah corporate ladder bounce around thing where it's like they can't do anything because they they really try to play up the corporate bureaucracy in this too where it's like ah there's not much i can do it's like a it's like a satire yeah of and i think they're trying to make a point about private prisons but probably that's it's a bigger uh, it's a big thing in the states <laughs> exactly but that's that's what they're that's the deal there so i like him because i like that he's in it yeah he's a great guy <laughs> um there's a lot of story arcs that i understand are likely in there because they actually happened but i think that they are too over the top for the show and could have been um edited for consistency i guess would be the way it is like i'm tired of a lot of story arcs oh okay that's that's never a good sign (laughs) i'm sure they're there because they actually happen but there's a lot of stuff where it's like man i would much prefer the show if we just got rid of this garbage (laughs) because that seems unnecessary no i i understand but it's prison it's unnecessary yeah (laughs) that happens sometimes yeah so i watched that the other thing i watched because I talked about that for longer than I thought I was going to. Um, they put a new season of Mike Tyson Mysteries on Netflix. Oh, that's that's great news for you and Andrew. <laughs> they put two episodes up. They're releasing one episode a week. Oh, nice. That's fun. I which is how they did the last season. Which okay. is It's always fun. Every once in a while, you log on and you're like, oh, there's a new episode of Mike Tyson Mysteries. And they're only 10 minutes long. So then they make you want more. Yeah. And then you also um, don't like run through it and half an hour (laughs) through a whole season or whatever exactly (laughs) they're just as ridiculous as they were before makes sense so there's been no change in quality glad to hear (laughs) but yeah that's all that's really all i have to say about that right on i'll definitely save that for the next time me and you go to andrews because that tends (laughs) to be our go-to when we go there so well it's because it's really easy you can crush a season in like two hours yeah no i i'm not complaining i'm just saying i like to save it for them because then i get new stuff to watch exactly and you guys can explain stuff to me that i might not quite oh, understand there's nothing, there is nothing to explain <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> it has next to no episode consistency there have been like so two, two actually connected oh so maybe four actually connected episodes because i think the last episode of the last season and the first episode of this season kind of okay. tie together but i can't remember because i'd have to go back and watch them <laughs> but like there's only a, one other episode one other pair of episodes that actually have like story consistency between them where they actually like one into the other and that's it that's fair that's true everything else is just weird it just and makes yeah. no sense including <laughs> the episode where they explain all this stuff in their title sequence that made no sense yeah well that's mike tyson mysteries for you exactly <laughs> it's awesome anyway 
What did you watch this week? All right. Well, I saw Spider-Man Far From Home, which we already talked about for a little bit. I watched the Brian Callen special, Complicated Apes, on I listened to most of that. Did you? What did you think? Based on the recommendation, I liked it. I chuckled at a lot of stuff, but... I um, I don't it didn't like floor me. See, it definitely floored me. I might be a little biased because I just really always like Brian. Like I listen to his podcast, but Brian Cal, I just really like it. I was trying to put it on while I was doing dishes, and I stood there at the sink for twenty minutes staring at my like cause I had it on my phone on Amazon yeah. Prime, uh, just watching it without even like realizing that I hadn't started dishes yet. And so I just like that made me like that kind of realization for me at least was like oh damn because I don't really like put Tom Segura on in the background and I'll cook and stuff but it was just like just I don't know I really enjoy his energy his style like I, like those those kind of like zingers he says at the end where he, you know does a little voice and says something I just yeah I just love that kind of humor so I just yeah I really enjoyed it I meant to watch his other one but it's on Amazon Prime so I've still got to get something so I can watch that on a TV. <laughs> Yeah, without having to hook up a laptop to my TV, um, but that's a complaint for Amazon. I actually found that one on Spotify. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, apes. that's how I tend to consume my. Yeah, I forgot content. that uh, Spotify had the com like they put comedy yeah. specials on there. So, you know, that's they a good do, one. That's they awful. do some Netflix ones tend to not make it on there. That makes sense. But he actually, I know he had I'd put his on um, like iTunes originally like first like selling it on itunes or like like that originally before yeah. it was on amazon prime so that makes sense that it's probably a couple places now because he he gets just ad revenue from that like when it's on just, or he's just making all kinds of money yeah exactly so yeah no i really enjoyed it and i'm gonna watch his other ones once i feel like watching something on my phone again <laughs> yeah uh so yeah i watched that i uh finished watching this season of doom patrol i had f i somehow missed the last five episodes that come out which are like has it been a month since i watched it last but apparently uh so i caught up on those five over the weekend uh and it ended off nice i don't know really what much to say about it because i know you don't know like really anything about doom patrol i nope. think yeah it's the one with brandon fraser that's all yeah yeah that he's pretending to be a robot well he does the voice for a robot <laughs> Well, Interesting. It's, it's the whole thing. He's a brain inside a robot. Okay, that's making way more sense. Now. Yeah, so it's like it's. he used to be a race car driver. Was it an accident? They saved the brain, put in a robot body. So now he's, you know, a robot, and he's dealing with the existentialness of being okay. a man in a robot body. Seen this advertised. Yes, that's why I was like, I thought that might stick out to you a little bit. But, yeah, it's just a goofy, you know, superhero show from D.C., just finished up uh, on pretty much was doing going week to week on space and that was also why we were getting it on crave and so i just caught up on these last ones just on friday uh but yeah no it's it's just a goofy one it just has the most ridiculous stuff at one point there's just like it's just so ridiculous they go into a donkey's ass at one point and they, they travel into comic book white space and that's where this one guy gets his powers but anybody can use it because it's comic book white space it's just ridiculous but i like it because of that but it's also it's also one of those ones where i'm like okay once i'm done watching it i don't really have much to say about it because i'm like okay i a lot just happened all right cool what's what's gonna happen next so i'm kind of curious to see if they're gonna do another season and what they'll do because i didn't know what to expect from this season and then we got into a pretty much oh we're, we're finding dad in a sense there so they're like not 
dad, but their their surrogate dad in a sense, the leader of their little gang, or their yep. like halfway house in a sense for people with superhero or meta meta humans, which is superheroes who don't have the nicest abilities. Like the one guy's whole body's been burned by radiation, and he has uh, energy being living inside of him. And then the other lady was a an actress who uh, insulted some people and was then cursed and now turns into like a blob um yeah it's weird but yeah i think interesting yeah exactly it's it's just so weird but yeah i watched that and then the last thing i watched was i watched a season of the librarians i just rewatched it the librarians i don't know if i've mentioned it on the show before uh but it's just another one of these just kind of ridiculous shows it's about these librarians but they're librarians that work for a magical library that protects all the magic in the world and you know protects the world from evil and you pretty much just get a different like story or um like uh novel story in a sense uh, i don't know how to say this um like a story like a classical story in a sense but then adapted it to this so you know what i mean like so like king arthur's in a sense has showed up and played parts in it the one guy is actually the sir lancelot in a sense but he's been around for like a hundred years and so it's just ridiculous things and they just protect the world from evil but it's again it's just one of these corny it is definitely the corniest thing i watch like if, super campy if you know what i mean by that like yep like exactly like very similar in a sense to, like to the feel i would give to let's say like the batman 66 one had the adam west one where it's just like yep we just got some goofy like you know superheroes quote unquote but not, they don't have any powers you know what i mean like they're just normal dudes but like they each have a skill but it's also like yeah the one guy's a thief but it's like he's not much for a fight they got you know they do have one soldier lady and she she can kick butt but it's like well you can't one versus like five doesn't always work so but yeah it's just ridiculous and i just like it because it's just very it is that like problem of the week type of show so like each episode is just another like i said like kind of classic story or kind of some story from literature that was what i was trying to say before literature was the word i couldn't find before stories from like different stories from literature like classic sometimes a little bit more modern um but yeah then they incorporate that into like however it plays into their you know whatever and so i just it's again it's just a fun little like kind of like light show i guess like kind of fun-hearted and or light-hearted and kind of fun so yeah i was watching that uh, i was re-watching a season of that just because it was just a nice little like thing to put on and just not have to focus too much on but still get a little laugh and you know what to expect in a sense like i think this for me is like why you guys watch like family guy over again you know what i mean this is the type of show i'll watch over again just because the characters i find kind of charming and just they make yep. me kind of laugh at myself it's like it's not even as much what's like the stories are going on as much as what like how they're dealing with it each time and having to just just kind of laugh at them and kind of knowing what's going to happen so that's yeah i just kind of rewatch that but that's yeah that's all i watched this week yeah that's you're almost as eventful of a week as mine yes it was pretty short i'm also kind of watching stranger things but i didn't write that down because i was going to do a video for it as well and 
didn't want to get too many of my thoughts out so but there you go let's let's tease that content yeah so that'll be on our youtube channel before this video comes out and the third season comes out this weekend so i'll be watching that and also making a video for that because maybe i should finish watching the second season then i that's what i just watched over the weekend or just am finishing up watching as we speak actually i've got like one or two more episodes so then making a video for it but yes stranger things as well so that's all that's everything i swear promise besides youtube stuff you know i watch a bunch of youtube stuff (laughs) no that's that was the only thing i forgot to write down because i had it written down somewhere else but yes that's everything i promise i swear swear across my heart cool all right well and i guess we'll come back next week and talk tv conspiracies or something yeah hopefully but we'll see maybe that's a conspiracy (laughs) yeah it might be we'll see if andrew joins us again (laughs) that's what i mean that's the podcast conspiracy is that what did we do with andrew yeah was he ever part of this who knows he might have been anyway anyways all right we will talk next week thanks for joining us guys bye bye